Welcome to Get Up With God. It's good to see you this morning. I'm your host, Dylan Maverick. Thanks for joining me live. If you're watching later, thanks for watching. Thank you so much for joining me. We're going to get into the Word this morning. Open up your Bible with me to Jude, the book of Jude, toward the end of the the New Testament, right before Revelation. So if you get to Revelation, you can start backing up the other way, and you'll get there. But it's good to see you this morning. Uh, Glad to be with you. Start of a new week. We're going to start our day the right way, reading the Word, getting in fellowship with God, and we're going to have a great day today. But it's good to see you this morning. If you're joining by Facebook, thanks for joining on Facebook. Be sure to share and like the post. Um, Those of you on Twitch, thanks for watching. Thanks for being with me. Get involved, comment, um, send some gifts on the um, little involvement things. Click the smiley faces and stuff like that. Uh, All the things that you can do on Twitch there, but thanks for joining on Twitter. Thank you guys for watching on Twitter, YouTube. Appreciate you guys being with me, but let's get into the word this morning. Uh, we're going to have a power packed week. Let's get God involved in our day. Let's, get, let's, let's keep God involved in our life. Wouldn't you agree? Be a good idea to do that. Let's pray this morning and uh, start our week off the right way. Hope you grabbed your coffee, have your Bible with you, and, uh, and let's get started. Lord, we thank you for this day. We give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. We worship you and praise you. We give you the recognition for our lives, everything that we have. We just take this time with you this morning, Lord. We love you. We thank you. We praise you. We lift your name up. You're the King of Kings. You're the Lord of Lords. And we magnify you in everything that we do. We just love you, Lord. We thank you for your involvement in what we do and everything that we put our hand to, Lord. You've blessed us and you've helped us. We just thank you for that, Lord. And I've got a couple different things I want to share, but I don't want to cram everything into one uh, like one of these devotionals, I want to kind of spread it out and, um, and we'll, we'll talk about it, but we'll see how much we can get covered today, but turn into Jude one. Uh, there's only one chapter in Jude and I feel, I want to go to one scripture real quick. Um, in Psalms, I just want to just, I love the Lord so much. I want to give him some recognition and praise and glory because he's mighty, mighty God. And I'm glad that he's, he loves us as his children and I love him and I want to just give him some recognition this morning. Psalm one, you don't have to turn there. I just want to continue to, um, praise the Lord. Psalms one and one says, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the way of the sinner, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in his season, and his leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he shall do, he shall prosper. And the ungodly are not so, but are like the chafe which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous for the Lord knows the way of the righteous and the way of the ungodly shall perish. I don't know about you, but I want to be like a tree planted by a river, deep rooted, plenty of nourishment, plenty of blessing in my life. Wouldn't you agree? So I just, I'm so thankful for what God does for us. I mean, there's no end. There's no limit to our God. He's so mighty. He's so great. And I'm so thankful for him. But thank you, everybody that's joining. Welcome, everybody. I see everybody commenting. 
and I'll greet you guys in just a minute, but I want to get kicked off this morning talking about some of these things and um, wanted to bring some attention to like things that are going on in the news, but I don't want to bring out any specific articles or anything like that. But one of the things that I found interesting is I saw an article in the, the mistrust, or I, I don't think mistrust is a right word, but um, the lack of trust, so to say, uh, would be a better way to say it, of what um, people across the nation have with the news stations. They don't trust them. They don't believe in them. And rightly so. I mean, they're so backwards. They're so off kilter. It, it's, um, you know, I don't put faith or confidence in the news stations. And we need to put our <clears throat> faith, confidence in God and the things of his word and what he's telling us, what he's doing for us and be relevant when it comes to God's things. You know, you don't have to be, uh, it doesn't have to be weird and spooky to know the things that are coming in life and to be on the same page as God's things. Uh, but it does take fellowship and relationship with them. But check this out. This is an interesting um, article that came out by YouGov. Um, it's which media organizations are trusted more by Democrats and by Republicans. And then it's got the humans, <laughs> humans, but it's got like just American people in general. And here, let me blow this up so you can see a little bit better. Um, and you could see the purple line is just U.S. adult citizens, just people across the country. And then you've got actually uh, the blue is the Democrats and then the red is the Republicans. And you could see the Republicans almost have... Let, I mean, across the board, less than 30% trust. Uh, they trust those news stations less than 30% of the time. I mean, significantly low rates, number of trust. And even the Weather Channel, look at the Weather Channel. It's got the most trust for um, Republicans and everybody across the board. Uh, people trust the Weather Channel more than they trust Wall Street Journal, CNN, New York Times. I mean, every one of those stations um, these are just, this is just a poll across the country. We don't trust the news, the media. That's not a good source um, to, to get your help from, to get your hope from. The news, the media is not your uh, provider. It's not your input for, now, I use it to gauge what's going on, but I, I really don't, I don't rely on it for my information. You know, we in the past, I mean, good Lord, the past two years, they have um, just obliterated the economy, and when I say they, I mean the the uh, the lefts and the, even even some Republicans. I mean, just following these guidelines from corrupt politicians and people like Fauci who have no clue, and they 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 make decisions based on money and things like that. Can't live your life that way. Can't live your life based on what people, and that's all that it. That's all that that is. When it's the media. Uh, when when you see posts on Facebook about um, the epidemic and you know or the pandemic is uh, rising, more people are getting sick. You know, flu's going around. Well, you can't just take that at face value when you see it. Oh, you know, the flu's going around, and I, you know, I know a few people got sick, or you know, there's COVID, people are starting to get COVID again. So the pandemic must be on the upper, uh, you know, on the upswing now. People are getting COVID again, and. Or, you know, oh, this, this particular thing's going around. It's, listen, we, 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 we know it's, ha it's happening, but we, we're governed. This is, this is the thing you got to realize. We are governed by a different set of rules as a Christian. We don't have to follow the same rules. Well, Dylan, that's, you know, that's cartoonish. And that's, yeah, okay, then you, you participate in the cartoonish side of it. I'm going to sit over here on the other side, live healthy, live blessed, live in peace, 
a clear mind, healthy. My family's going to be blessed. My money's going to be blessed. My life is going to be blessed. My family's going to be blessed. My children are everything that the, my children do are going to be going to be blessed and prosperous. Listen, you you if you think it's cartoonish and you you can live in that world then, but I choose to live according to the word of God. And I want the power of God in my life. And I trust that more than I trust what people and their research and what they and a board of people who are experts say is actual and what's reality. I choose to go by the word of God. Um, Before we go to Jude one, let's turn into uh, Acts chapter two. And um, I want to talk about what the power of God, keeping the power of God involved in our life. And um, today I want to start with. Uh, the power of praying in the Holy Ghost. And so turn with me in Acts 2. I'm going to open a couple different scriptures, but let me greet people while we're turning there in scripture. Um, And I also want to turn to, uh, let's look at, uh, I think I want to turn to 8 as well. Let's see. No, no, no. Oh, maybe 12. But good morning, everybody. It's good to see you this morning. Thanks for joining. Let me keep scrolling through here. So many people commenting and joining. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you being with me this morning. Hope you got your Bible with you. You're reading with me. Am I in the right? No, I'm in Genesis right now. That's what That's what the problem is. I'm like, what in the world? Noah. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm turning to Acts 8. Yeah. Uh, chapter 8. Uh, we'll go to Acts 8 in a second. We're going to look at Acts 2. I just want to have these scriptures available real quick. Uh, and then we'll go, we'll read. We'll start there. Then we're going to go into Jude as well. But good morning, everybody. It's good to see you. Randy, good morning to you. Uh, love you guys. You and Victoria. Pray God's hand is on your life. Um, thank you guys for being partners and 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 uh, teaming up with Get Up With God. I love you guys both so much. Mom, love you. Same with you. Appreciate your support and everything you do, your prayers. You know, you're probably one of the main reasons why I'm sane today as well. From when I was a child, you were praying for me and you continually pray. There's nothing, you can't beat a praying mother. There's nothing greater than that. Thank you, Mom. Love you. Jared, good morning, brother. Good to see you, man. Love you so much. Appreciate your support. Appreciate you being with me this morning. Hope you got, hope you're having a, a great day so far. Now you're gonna have a great week this week too. Petra, good to see you this morning. Thanks for joining. Glad you're on this morning. I know you've been busy, but you're up early. You're with me. Good morning, Mandy. Good to see you. Amanda, good to see you this morning. Is Vin, hope hope you woke up, Vinny. Get Vinny on. Uh, Andre, good morning to you, man. Good to see you, Claudette. Good to see you guys. Thank you guys for joining. Elaine, good to see you. Ruth, good to see you this morning. Jessica, yes, it's going to be a great week. I hope you have a great day today, Jessica. Thanks for joining. Miss Connie, thank you so much for joining. Uh, good to see you this morning. Danielle, hope you're doing well. Danielle shared with me a testimony yesterday of God's greatness and goodness. Um, I won't go into details and, and share her business, but uh, for the Christian, when you're when you are in God's covenant, when you're cu- when you are connected to God, He does things faster for you, and He makes things happen quicker and at a faster rate than for than anywhere else. So uh, Danielle just shared a powerful testimony with me in God's goodness, 
and the speed of things. What took for I won't go like I said I won't go into the details, but just to testify of his goodness, what took what takes normally six to eight months in the particular field that she's in um, for something to happen. Six to eight months took uh, ten to twelve hours for her to happen. That's how, what's when God gets involved in things. It doesn't take as long. Thank you, Lord. It's good to see everybody. Donnie, good to see you this morning, brother. I'm glad you're alive and awake, man. Bess, good to see you. Thank you for for being on here with me. Yep. Ruth, good morning. Good to see you. Thank you guys so much for joining and everybody that's on. Let's get into the word this morning. Be sure to like and share the post. Hit the share button. Hit the like button. And then comment. Let me know if you're getting anything out of it. And if you're uh, joining, participating. Thank you so much. But uh, let's start in... uh, Let's start in Acts 2. Uh, we've got Jude open, but I'm going to read out of Acts 2. When the day, verse 1, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire uh, that sat on, one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled, yep, New King James, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Uh, jump, jump down with me um, to verse 14. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice, said to the men of Judea, all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these people are not drunk as you suppose, since, uh, since it's only the third hour of the day or nine in the morning. But this is what, uh, hap- uh, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And my maid servants, men servants, uh, and on my main men servants and maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above, signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor and smoke. The sun the sun shall be turned to darkness, the moon into blood, but before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So we see that there was a, a dispersing of God's spirit. And just to kind of sum you up here, uh, Jesus had gone to the cross, died, rose again. And this is the week that we're in that this happened. Yesterday was Palm Sunday when Jesus came into the city. Uh, this coming Sunday, well, you know, I, like my pastor said yesterday, the biblical calendar may be off based on when we always celebrate Palm Sunday. But Jesus came to town and uh, Palm Sunday happened. Uh, you know, they welcomed him, but then he was crucified that Friday night uh, and and laid to to rest in the tomb. And then Sunday, coming Sunday, which we celebrate as Easter Sunday, he rose again. Then he returned back to the disciples and preached to them, and then he he was taken into heaven. Not he didn't die and take to heaven and go to heaven. He died on the cross, rose again, came back to the disciples, and then after his after he left, he comes and visits the disciples. And listen to this in Acts one, he says to them in one and eight, uh, he said, um.
verse four, rather, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the father. So now Jesus has returned to the disciples. He's ministering to them and said, uh, commanded them to not depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the father, which he said, you've heard from me for John truly, truly baptized with water. So there's one baptism with water, but you shall be baptized in the Holy spirit. Not many days from now. Therefore, when they heard them come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons, which his fathers puts in his own authority. Don't worry about what time things are happening. Don't worry about where we're at. Don't worry about how fast things are going to go or how slow things are going to go. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will and you will be witnesses to me in Jerusalem. So there's a baptism in water. That's one baptism. Then there's a baptism in the Holy Spirit, which is a second baptism that infills you with the Holy Spirit and with power. And that's the power that we need. Um, if you remember, if you were with me a couple weeks ago, um, maybe it was two or three weeks ago, we were talking about Luke 18, where Jesus said, when I return, will I find faith in the earth? Well, we're going to read here in Jude 1 that the Bible says when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you build your faith up. There's, there's, there's a power that comes to you. And what Jesus empowered us with, this whole, with his Holy Spirit, because he was leaving, he left. He empowered us with his Holy Spirit so that we could be witnesses and impact the world around us. And he's given us everything we need, right? He's given us, uh, he's supplied our needs according to his riches in, in Philippians 4.19. Our needs are supplied by his riches and glory. So we have our needs met. He meets our wants and desires. He lays us down by green pastures. I, I, I shall not want. There's no wants. I have all the wants that I want, right? He, he gives you your desires, your needs, your wants. He doesn't just meet your needs. He meets your desires and your wants as well. Well, it goes beyond the power for you. It goes beyond power for your life. And goes into power for the world, power for the lost world. The world needs this help. The world needs the power that we have. When I, when I'm, what I mean by the world is everyday people that you come across on a regular basis. So you've got, you've got people that you're going to come in contact with that I never will. I've got people that I'm going to come in contact with that you'll never come in contact with. But here's the deal. That power that God's given us is to be an impact on the people on an everyday level that we come in contact with. And what can happen is without that power being a, a fortitude or a foundation for us to walk through on a regular basis or walk in on a regular basis, the things of this world can start pulling and waning and draining on our life and our soul. So finally, let's turn into Jude one. And let's read this. I'm going to open the Amplified and the New King James. And we'll read in Jude 1. Jump down to verse... Sixteen. Jude 1, 16. Yeah, 
let's start in verse 16. These are grumblers, complainers, walking according to their own lusts, and they mouth great swelling words, flattering people to gain advantage. But you, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ, how they told you that you were to you were that there would be mockers in the last time who would walk according to their own ungodly lusts. These are sensual persons who cause divisions, not having the spirit. So you can see the cause, what happens when people don't have the spirit is this is a, a direct byproduct of living life without the spirit. Having life without the spirit in it. Let's take a look at Dake's footnotes on this. In verse uh, 17. says they murmur well this is 16 and 17 they murmur complain and live in their own lusts and passions they pre they pretend devotion to rich men in order to gain money influence and power they separate themselves from the true church and those who demand holy living which they leave under the pretense of superior wisdom and ideals Uh, which they leave under the pretense of superior wisdom and ideals. So what, here's what I'm going to tell you. The world, because of, of some success that they have and things like that, what they will deter from, when they deter from the church, when they deter from, from holy living, and they live how they want to live. When people decide to live the way they want to live, what Dakes is saying in translation of this, he's saying... They do this under the pretense of superior wisdom. Meaning, meaning they, they feel like they know better than you do because, uh, you know, they've made it so far. What, what, what do they need? The, what do they need the power of God for? What do they need that stuff in their life for? It, that's just, you know, that's condemnation. That's what people, that's what the guys people put over the whole, I'm not going to church thing is I don't need to be judged. You know, I don't need my life examined. Uh, the way I have things going on is fine. Could it be better? Sure. But I don't need the people of, you know, that are in church and the people around church to tell me that I need to be different or I need to do something different. Well, it has nothing to do with that. See, I don't go to church. Now, I, I, I like having people that I know uh, in church that I love and fellowship with and that believe with me when I need my faith uh, um, uh, supported around other people. Uh, that's a good community to have, but that's not the main reason you go to church. So I don't go to church for people alone. I go to church. The main reason is because that's the house of God that if there's a place that I can go to, to, um, show physically my dedication to God, that's the place that I'm going to go is the church house. Well, most people won't go because, you know, and I say people, uh, the everyday person, people that don't regularly dedicate their lives to the things of God and involve God in, in every part of their life. Pray to him, fellowship with him, uh, read about his word, right? They don't regularly make it a habitual thing on a daily basis 
they want to uh, put their ideas over being involved in church. Well, uh, this is what God said to us in Jude, verse 1. And now in let's read verse 18 and 19 into 20. How they told you there should be there would be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lust. These by who uh, separate themselves sent uh, these by they who separate themselves sensual, having not the spirit. But you, brethren, beloved, let me read out of the New King James. But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, <clears throat> praying in the Holy Ghost keeping yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And, and, and on some have compassion, making a distinction, but others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. Now, glory to God, now him, to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless, before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Let me read this out of the Amplified. It says, uh, verse 19, and, the, and it is these who are agitators, setting up distinctions and causing divisions, merely sensual, creatures, carnal, worldly-minded people, devoid of the Holy Spirit and destitute of any higher spiritual life. So it's all about them. Without the Spirit, without God's Spirit involved, it's all about you. But you, beloved, talking about me and you, Christians, me and you, but you, beloved, build yourself up, founded on your most holy faith, make progress, rise like an a, a edifice higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. Well, how do you pray in the Holy Spirit? Well, you've got to have a second filling of the Holy Spirit. There's a baptism in water, which washes you from the old life that you had. Let me read this to you out of Acts 8. But there's a second baptism that you receive in the Holy Spirit. Now, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Now, listen to this. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. The Holy Spirit had not come yet before this time. For as yet he had not fallen on any of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So they'd been baptized once. They're saved. They've been baptized, cleansed, made new. Then verse 17, then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of hands, the apostles, uh, the, through the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money, and then he, they go into explaining that you can't offer money to receive the Holy Spirit. But how did Simon see that the, that the Holy Spirit had come on them by laying on of hands? Because the evidence, the proof that you have the Holy Spirit living on in the inside of you is you praying the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost, when he fills you up, you get to an overflowing of being filled with the Spirit. You're opposite of what this, what we're talking about in Jude. It is these agitators setting up distinctions, causing divisions, merely sensual creatures, carnal and worldly minded. The way you become not worldly minded, the way you transform from a worldly minded person devoid of the Holy Spirit 
and destitute of any higher spiritual life is you pray in the Holy Ghost because you're filled, you're overflowed with the power. You've got the power involved in your life. And what the Bible says is when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you build your faith, your confidence in God up. And so when you're feeling, there, there's throughout my week, throughout my day, I'll just just start praying and singing in the Holy Ghost throughout my day, random times. I probably do it in front of people and they think I'm nuts because I do it so often, I don't even realize I'm doing it anymore. I just pray and sing in the Holy Ghost because I'm involved in the things of God. I, I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit on a regular basis. I don't need to be uh, baptized in the Holy Spirit every day, but I need to be filled and refilled. You know, you, you don't get filled one time. You need to be refilled and you be in constant communication with the Holy Ghost and a constant communication with God. And the praying in the Holy, when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you do that. Now, this week, I don't want you to miss these. This is part one. But um, the Lord put on my heart a couple different topics that we're going to talk about this week. Number one is praying in tongues. We're talking about that today. Part one of keeping God's power in your life on a regular basis. Then we're going to go into what God shows us through praying in the Holy Ghost. And um, when you don't know what to pray, what can you do? By praying, what does what does God do for us when we don't know what to pray? Sometimes that's the best prayer is when you don't know what to pray. Being filled with the Holy Ghost gives you the language that you don't understand. But yesterday we had that happen in our church. This, if you go to a church that you don't see these things on a regular basis, I don't mean like once a year because you have a special guest come in from South Africa. One... It, it, you should regularly see the operations, the 12 gifts of the Spirit operating in your church on a regular basis. doesn't mean that uh, you're, you go to a bad church if you don't see these things regularly, but you don't go to a New Testament church if you don't see these things happening regular, regularly where they involve the Holy Ghost in the, in your, in the services. So it, it's not that it has to happen every week that there's uh, uh, you know demonstration of the power of the Holy Ghost, but on a regular basis there should be power demonstration, people getting healed, um, laying hands on the sick, watching them recover, people getting filled and baptized with the Holy Ghost. Um, yesterday in our our church service, before the service even started, during worship, well I mean the service I guess technically started, but there was a tongue and interpretation of that tongue. Uh, revealed to us and and help for us in today's time these things should be happening rel it should be relevant the news the media what we see is not the solution or the guided guidelines for what our life should what direction our life should be going you know you, you saw uh you may not have seen this uh, I, I didn't i didn't grab an image of it maybe i did hang on maybe i did have an image of it i don't but you, you may have seen where this weekend uh, the speaker of the house who does she doesn't she hasn't earned that position or deserve it by any means but um, the speaker of the house Nancy Pelosi uh, tested positive for COVID and I don't wish any harm on anybody or anything like that I'm you know I'm not uh, that's it doesn't matter how evil or corrupt somebody is you know, I'm not wishing anything um, bad on that person right I'm. I pray that the Lord sends labors to them and, um, 
helps them. But she tested positive for COVID, and um, you see images of her uh, hugging and kissing on the cheek. People in in the midst of a of a conference, a meeting, and yet uh, here I'm not I'm not saying we're not, I'm not trying to get down a road of of politics, but the media is what I'm focusing on with this. Is the media is trying to be a channel? to input data in most people's life and people take it face value. You know, when, when two years ago when, or not even like a year and a half ago, Donald Trump was holding a conference or a meeting outside and uh, multiple people were in chairs out. It was an outside meeting. People were around and wearing masks, the whole nine yards. And he contracted COVID and all you hear in the media that entire week was that Donald Trump is a super spreader. Uh, he got people, he's, he sh- he's endangering lives and all this stuff. Not, you haven't heard anything about Nancy Pelosi. She's on stage. Nobody was wearing masks on stage. The next day contracted COVID. Uh, uh, Joe, Joe Biden's back out doing what he's supposed to be doing. Uh, talking to people, meeting with people, never quarantined. Never. What, what, why is that? Well, they have a method in what they're trying to convey to the public to control the public and try and control things. That's not your source for data. That's my point. That's not your source for input, for information. You don't rely on that kind of stuff. You rely on the word of God. You rely on praying in the Holy Ghost. You you, you use these things to, to gauge what's happening, get an input. Okay, this is what's going on in society. This is what's going on in the world. I need to go to God for what the direction needs to be. See, it doesn't, I'm going to end with this. I hope this, uh, bless, <clears throat> excuse me. <coughs> well, some spit went down the wrong tube there. Um, I hope this blessed you this morning, but let me end with this. It doesn't always make sense what God leads and guides to do. You got to take out of the equation. It doesn't make financial sense. It doesn't make natural sense. It doesn't make practical. That's not practical to do this. It doesn't make sense to do this. Why would somebody do this? Why would you got to take that calculation out of the mix when you're dealing with the things of God? It doesn't always have to compute the way you compute things. God can do things in a way that you never figured out how. As long as you're doing and you're being led by the Lord, you've got God involved in the mix, and you're not just wandering around doing your own thing. God involved in things, and he leads you to do something. He can do things in a way that no one else can do it. You don't have to rely on the on today's standards of things and the way society says things need to go. You know, if somebody contracts COVID, the natural side of things says you wear a mask. You don't go around that person, but the Bible says to lay hands on the sick. So how do you, that it doesn't make natural sense, but that's why in that same section of scripture, uh, Paul is referenced taking up a a serpent biting his hand. And uh, you can see that he shook the serpent off and the power of God healed Paul. He didn't have any issues there because the, there's a, there's an unfair advantage for the Christian. I don't know how else to put it. There's an unfair advantage for the Christian. And if you're a Christian, if you're in, born into the uh, uh, fellowship, the um, if you have the a covenant with, uh, with God and you, you have God involved in your life, you have an unfair advantage over the things that happen in society. It's the way it is. And all it takes for you to do is believe that. And that a lot of times is the hardest thing for people is just to believe it. 
just to believe that that you have the unfair advantage that God provides to the Christian. Well, you can't go around someone with COVID. If you if you go around them, you'll get contract COVID. Well, my my Bible says to lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. And if someone's hurt, someone's sick, someone's dying, it's not my time to go shy away and uh, quarantine, right? You, you've got to go help the people. Now, I'm not saying you, you, you go into, um, you do things stupidly. You, you, you get involved in things that God leads to do. If God tells you that we're to lay hands on the sick, you lay hands on the sick and you help them recover by the power of God. It's not your own ability. You, all I'm saying is you don't need to have fear about it. If you're in fear and you're like, I got to face my fear. No, you don't have to face your fear. You have to have confidence in God. That's what you need to have. And you don't face your fear by doing something that uh, you're, in, you're scared to do. You do something by having confidence in God. You be led by the power. You be led by the spirit of God. And you get God involved in the things that you're doing. Well, I've ran out of time today. If you're listening by podcast, thanks for listening and uh, be sure to send your support, you know, send me a message, let me know, send me an email, let me know that it's blessing you support, be a partner with our ministry. I'm going to show you here in just a second, how you can support and be a part of it. Uh, cash app Venmo and PayPal are great ways to, you can send financial support to it. And people monthly are, are supporting, believing with us. We're doing big things, believing God for um, new studios, new uh, camera equipment. We've got, you know, you can see we upgraded the lighting to make it look better for you. And it's not because, you know, I just want to spend money on nice things. No, I really could care less about lights and cameras, but I want to glorify God. If, God. if I'm doing something that I feel God has led me to do and God's involved in it, I want to show God's uh, greatness and his ability and things. And so uh, you can partner with me. I believe in what we're doing. And so if you want to support, I'm going to show you how to do that here in just a second. You can watch the uh, the outro video here that I put up. But listen, I love you so much. And people that have supported everybody that does believe with me, pray with me, support with me. Thank you so much. And I hope God blesses you. Let me pray for you and, we'll, and I'll send you out for the day. Lord, bless everybody under the sound of my voice. Keep us today. Help us today in everything we do. I ask that you bless in Jesus' name every person under the sound of my voice. Angels, protect, surround them, minister to them today, wherever they go, be with them. And angels, we send you on assignment today to help us obtain the things in, in, uh, in the society, the natural things that we need. We disperse you now. Uh, we call in money. We call in favor. We call in blessings. We call in healing now. We call in and receive it. We pull it in by faith right now in Jesus' name. And Lord, your word said that your word will not return to you void. And you've sent word to us to call the things that be not as though they are. You sent word to us to speak to the mountain. So we speak to the financial debt problems people have. We speak to the financial lack. We speak to it and tell you to go in Jesus' name. And we call in money now from all over the world. We continually call it in like a fishing pole. We reel it in and we won't stop reeling until we've received it. So we believe for it now in Jesus' mighty name. Hey, I love you so much. Thanks for being with me this morning. And I'll see you tomorrow morning, bright and early at 6 a.m. You have a great day today. Love you. Bye-bye.